0: I'm Kathleen and I'm Dee and you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Ma, mama 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 Exat. Some interesting cool South African relevant yeah. content. Yeah. Um on where we were at. Mm-hmm. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mommy's a bone. Mama is a bonk. It is Mama's event. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> A weird. Yeah. Perfect. You're in another zone, but you're totally out of the twilight. Mama! 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 Mama, Mama, Mama. Mama. It. Hey, and welcome back to MWA. Um, We've lost count of how many episodes, which is so delicious. And I think I say this every episode, but I don't care because that's just amazing to me. Um, How are you, Dee? How are you keeping? Okay, I'm
1: yeah. Babe, I'm in the throes of moving from one to two, and this, the reality of that at this very moment, I'm sitting, child on boob, half a hot dog to my right, <laughs> a sparkly drink, non-alcoholic. I might I ask, not doing anything to to alter my mood. Uh, to my left, it's like it's wild. It's wild times. But I'm
0: okay. It is wild. And what was interesting is like um, a while ago, you put on your Instagram stories just how crazy things are and how ill prepared in a way you were not because you were ill prepared, but because how does one prepare for this particular phase in your life? And then we kind of put it out on our stories. Should we do a, a frank and honest and open chat around transitioning from one kid to two, and the responses were really positive, actually. Like, actually, people are – I think that this is something that isn't unique, obviously, to you, Mm -hmm. and that the crazy is so crazy that, like, it's worth just sitting down and having a conversation about it. The
1: crazy is so crazy. And, you know, I think the thing about um, mothering that really surprises me every time is how little you know. Yeah. It just – you know, there are other things in life where you you do it, you get better, you do it, you get better. Eventually, you're like, cool, I've got this, you know, but
0: not this thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, But I also think it's like, for me, it's a testimony to life, babe. Like, I don't know why we're the generation that seems to think that life is meant to be a specific thing. It's supposed to get easier or more beautiful or whatever the case is. And life is beautiful, but I just think more and more, the longer that I'm on this earth, the more I realize that it's always hard. It's always tough. It always keeps you on your your, your feet and you kind of have to be agile enough to always respond. So I feel like that's what mothering is as well, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So wait, I just wanted to get a sense. So how has you, the last couple of weeks been for you? What have been some of the highlights? What have been some of the lowlights and what are some of the things that you're excited about and want to share with the listeners?
1: So babe, I think um, many, many highlights. Um, I think one of them being that Zowie Rainbow is kind of responding more and more to us. And that's really lovely. Mm. Um, one of the best surprises of moving from one to two is the instant bond between these two small, small humans.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. That,
1: yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And you just, there's no way, you know, you kind of think I need to prepare for this for myself. My partner needs to prepare for us for this as a household. We need to prepare for this. But then there's no way that you can even begin to conceptualize what that will be like for the for the existing child, right? Absolutely. And you know, you had said this to me before, others have said it, like it's so beautiful to see them interact. You know however kind of basic it is in the in the early days, which is where we still are. Um but my goodness, to see this girl's face light up when she years thou. If she yells, mm. she's like her face lights up. You can see she's she's angling, like, "Hey, where's my action at?" Do you know. Mm. When he sees her, he just babe. I've never seen so much affection from him. You know.
0: So you said that he goes into this high pitched voice. <laughs> with, Hello, Zowie Rainbow.
1: Hello, Zowie Rainbow.
0: How are
1: you?
0: How are you? It's so so, so sweet though, man.
1: Babe, you know what it's like? It's like seeing like a grumpy old man. Not that Tau is a grumpy old man. But it's kind of as extreme as that. Like, you know, a grumpy old man who sees this little human and everything melts. Like everything. Yeah. That's what it's like. And it's so endearing that you also, you, you have to be in on it. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, absolutely. It's like it opens up a whole other side to your kid who you haven't seen before. And in fact, I remember we've got a good friend. um, We've got a good friend who had a child maybe about a year and four months before I did with Amul. And, um she came to visit from Cape Town, and I remember seeing it's not it 's not quite the same it's not a sibling relationship, but I remember seeing so she had laid this her daughter out on on our dining room table, obviously the child wasn 't rolling or anything on cushions and whatever and we were we were all just kind of busy in the kitchen, and you know um the the, the baby was there, and the baby must have been about three or four no not even two or three months at that point yeah. um and Akani just could not. Like he was singing her twinkle, twinkle little star. He was wanting to help change her nappy. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point that I realized that this, that I I felt like Akani is the kind of kid who needed a sibling. Um, And then fast forward to Amu being born. And it's exactly the same thing. And it's not to say that they don't fight because now there's massive amounts of territorialness around me. Um, But it's, it's beautiful to see this relationship, you know, and Akani says to me yesterday, "Amo and I are bros, and we're going to be bros for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so I said, what does bros mean? And he was like, that's my best friend. He's my best friend, Mama. And I was just like, that is so beautiful. You Babe,
1: know? Tao says the same thing about um, Zawi, about Zawi Amu. He goes, we are going to be best friends forever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just It's gorgeous. Like
1: to even articulate something like that, you know, you just realize like, wow, this is actually much bigger, much more important and valuable than than we could have imagined, you
0: know? Absolutely. But it kind of makes me feel a little bit broody because then I'm like, where does one draw the line? Right. And obviously the line can be drawn for other reasons, in my case, financial, but don't you just want to have more children? Like the way that you just see how it's like It's not it's not romantic it's chaotic and it's crazy and there's all these things that are always happening, but like it's so beautiful, like this the relationships that develop when you bring a new person into your household.
1: Yeah, I actually find it quite incredible. I think we are still too early for me to be like, yeah. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Fair point. We are in our we are we have just entered our last week of fourth trimester. Yeah. So we are very much still, you know, in like the early plateauing days. Um, And um, I was just thinking like yesterday or the day before how already I'm so glad that we're out of that initial post-birth stuff, you know? Like it's Mm. a beautiful haze, but it's also you're so disoriented. I... I, I babe I felt completely shook by that experience. And I think I need a little bit more space from it, even though, you know, I am the biggest advocate for another one.
0: Okay. But before we get into that space, let's just finish off talking about what are some of the things, what are some of the other things that have excited you in the last oh, few yes. weeks? Okay. What are some of the big things that have happened in your household or are happening? Um,
1: huh. Okay. So that's how you're now. She looks around and you know, she's 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 kind of a little bit more agile, which is always so funny when you speak about such small babies because they still basically do nothing. And then in a year's time you're like, Wow, they're so big now and you know and then like three months old is like, What? (laughs) But I mean I get it. I get that around every corner we have to celebrate you know, we have to celebrate whatever that is, wherever you're um other highs, goodness babe. So I maybe we can speak about this a little bit so i i actually haven't even shared this with you so this is me sharing this with you um i, I went for my six-week checkup mm-hmm. and i i um had a pap smear done as one is supposed to and i was then well you know this part but just for the listeners for the sure one, sure i you. was then told um I that some abnormal cells had yeah, shown up Atypical the, cells, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so went for a colcos- colposcopy. And uh, that was a, exactly a week ago, Friday. And then I was told I would get the results back by Tuesday. Didn't get them, didn't get them. I've been calling the gynae every day since like Wednesday. Cool. Phone this morning. And I'm already like making plans. Like how am I going to do this? Second opinion, blah 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 blah, like all kinds of things, um, and uh, then the feedback was that the cells were not, um, they were they were not bad cells basically, and how which means I don't have to go for a cone biopsy even though that's I have fantastic. To go- I know. So I have to go for perhaps maybe in six months time to yeah. check, to see yeah. you know, what has happened with those cells, um, if anything. But that's been really, really good news for me. And like with everything else, I just can't take things in, you know, in ways that I usually would, you know, sure. where you can like sit and think about it and be like, OK, cool. This is my feeling about this thing. I can't quite do that, but I know I feel I register happiness and relief deep sense of relief, you know? Sure. Um, So that's been a a big high for me. I know that's not quite about the kids, but I think...
0: No, I mean, but also though, that's that's important. And also don't forget, MWA is also about that, right? It doesn't have to be highs around the kids, for real. No,
1: for sure. I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, yeah. um, And then the other really nice thing for me has been a thing with Tawi, which is just that as you know, I was telling you the regression's hitting really hard and, you know, things are so rough and da 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 And then um, last week was it, I think, it was like one afternoon and he had come home from school and I said, you know, I really need to head out just to get some fruit and veg. And um, well, um, my Oh, my now husband. I don't know if we've spoken about this, Kathleen. Hey, hey. I don't think we have. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like, no, no, baby, it's cool. I'll do it after, you know, this meeting or whatever he uh, he was busy with. Um, and I was like, no, it's cool. I'm going to go. And, and Tao really wants to come along. Mm-hmm. So initially I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know. And then eventually I was like, you know what? This feels like an important experiment for me. And so I just took them both with me. And I feel like ever since then, he and I are just in a slightly better place.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. He was looking for your attention. And now that he's got some of your attention, he he feels better.
1: Totally, babe. And I, the fact that I could just see that for what it was, because there was a moment where we were all getting in the car. And I was like, oh, my God, this is completely crazy. Um, but then I was like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Like, if we get there, it's not the end of the world. We'll just literally turn back around and yeah. come back home.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, what's crazy, but also it was really lovely to see how compassionate people can be. People were yeah. very kind to yeah. me in the store um, yeah. and uh, just, yeah. like, kind of aware of me with this one oh, strap to my body, the other one in the trolley. Um and I I had I never felt because we're because we're so much a country where we get in our cars I have often you know oh, bless you lamented that we don't um we don't care enough about women who are pregnant in in public spaces or women with small children
0: yeah. but
1: I actually I honestly for me that was such a nice experience I was like wow this was
0: nice okay cool I'm not sure i so sweet right, yeah. But, hmm. That's really sweet. Police officer, can you? Can you come here? What are you doing? What? What are you doing? Are you patrolling? Mm. You look very serious.
1: Come.
0: Come. Tell us about the husband. Your turn, your
1: turn.
0: Husband. First first your stuff, no? Don't you want to share your top... Girl, I mean, I can, but honestly, it doesn't even come close to new baby, new relationships, and new husband. I mean... So let's just, let's just have the new husband convo quick, quick. And then I will tell you about some of my top things that I'm excited about.
1: Okay. Uh, New husband, what do you
0: want to know? I, well, I don't want to know anything because I know everything. Because you know, I'm a I liker know, of things. I know, I know <laughs> a of but of things and liker. <laughs> <of> things. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that um, anything you want to share, anything that you want to share with the listeners. So basically, the question really is, how has that been for you? Is it amazing in amongst the sleep deprivation <laughs> and the crazy? Um, but like, yeah, like. Maybe you want to give a little bit of a sense of like that particular day and how gorgeous it was wow, and so intimate.
1: Babe, it was so wonderful. Like um, we were three weeks into Zawirinbo's life. We had, I think, done home affairs. Well, not me, but Will had been to home affairs, I think, maybe four times. And I think I'd been with him once, And which meant Zawirinbo had to come with us once. We also put my mother in the car because she was still here. Um, so that we didn't have to take the baby into home affairs with us, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, because the, the previous time that Will had been there, the person who helped him was like, And then where's the mother to verify the mother? How must I know the mother? Okay,
0: no, babe, everyone must be there. It's crazy, oh. huh? Everybody, ah, everybody ah. and its mother. Everybody. <laughs> but then, babe, if you're
1: married, nobody needs to be there. Nobody, I thought, okay, this is interesting. So so fine, Um, we try to register this child, Try to register this child, and obviously it's like, it's still COVID time, so things are constantly changing, the pregnancy groups are popping off because there's so many possibilities to registering, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, three weeks in, it's a Monday, we're at Home Affairs, there's some or other reason why we can't do something, I can't remember what it was. We look at each other and we're like, this is bullshit, like we've... We intended to get married in 2020. That whole project was put on hold because of just context. Um, we had looked for a venue and then we were like, oh, actually, this isn't the right one. And then it was COVID and hard lockdown, et etc. Et so, And then, of course, like a, a, a continuing pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. So we made the decision to to then park the wedding. Hmm. So then, like, there we are, standing in the home affairs parking lot, looking at each other before we now get back in the car with a small, small baby and my mother and the whole damn house. We're like, we should just, let's do it. Like, I I love you. You love me, right? You know, fit of hormones and, you know, euphoria. Because, you know, we're still high on birth and we'll still amazing. Walk everyone, yo, women are amazing. Yo, like this, yo, <laughs> yo. So we then decide, like, there on the spot, and then don't speak about it for the rest of the day, pretty much. And then that evening, as we're like getting into bed in the haze of exhaustion of the day, they're like, okay, so we're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was actually hilarious. And then I think for another day or two afterwards, so as things get slowly pulled together, um, we just keep kind of checking in in this this really funny way. Um, But the other thing was that our parents in the almost four years that we're together now um, had never actually met. And so on this one weekend – they were going to be in Johannesburg to meet the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the other reason we were just like, there is absolutely no reason why we can't do this. Absolutely. Um, we, we, we love each other so much. We care for each other so deeply. We're building a family, we're building a home. And we are like actively pursuing all of that all the time. Um, and in a way it was actually just so wonderful because we kept getting so
0: tripped up about
1: numbers and about where and how. and
0: Absolutely, everything. yeah.
1: So, babe, it wasn't ideal. I Until the Saturday morning, I was like, no, oh, no, cool. I've got that dress in the cupboard that I haven't worn. Lockdown sale, lockdown sale. Forgetting that my boobies are my entire body. Like, massive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, completely different. And you're like in that in-between stage where you don't, actually don't know what you are and how to dress for it.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm still really there, truth be told. I have like a pair of shorts that I got into yesterday and I told, well, these were postpartum shorts with Tao. So I was like, okay, cool. I can fit into these shorts now. But I have this one pair of shorts, two dresses, um, and like none of it that's actually fitting for summer.
0: Yeah. So, you
1: know, it's like really, it's a weird phase. And until that morning, I hadn't tried anything on, but we had managed to pull together a ring for wool, a um, a couple of beautiful platters from um, a, a really lovely place just down the road that you and I both know, um, and some bubbly and a photographer
0: even. Flowers. Flowers, they were so chuffed, you know. Everything um, just came together, and it was literally within the space of like five days, and that was what was so remarkable for me. Like really- even your even your ANC, like um, meeting right. up with the lawyer, putting the ANC together, like all of it came together so seamlessly.
1: Yes. And for me, around each corner, because that was how it went down, I was just like, this is so deeply affirming. For sure. this relationship and for what sure. we're doing moving forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, of course, we, we're very hopeful about having a bit of a, like, a, a party at some point whenever the world permits. Yeah. Um, but for now, you know, here we are. We're, we're quite chuffed with our lives and with each other. And it's quite funny because um, just this past week, I've started saying to Will, you're but, like, this is, like, at, like, 9 at night because, like, you know, I, I usually get into bed, like, just after that. And, but sure. now I like look up and then I'm like, no, oh baby, you know, I think I like this marriage thing. That's not <laughs> really cool. Like, because, cause like, because you love me and I love you. And, like, I'm kind of annoyed at you now, but it's okay. And I still love you. And I'm going to sleep now.
0: Exactly, you know, babe. Wow. There's a level of security there that's so beautiful that you two hey. have really worked hard to, you know, yeah. build. Yeah. Mm.
1: I know it sounds completely nutty to say it that way, but I feel like I want to say that to him sometimes because mm. I exactly that. It's that level of security where you're like, I, I, I care so deeply for this person. I really don't mm. want to cause them any harm. Um, but also, it's kind of great that I just, I just feel like they're here for me and I'm here for them.
0: Sure, sure, babe. It's incredible. So no, like actually, your life has changed so remarkably this year. You are building, renovating, mm-hmm. having, expanding the family, getting married. It's really, really so beautiful and so beautiful to watch from just up the road.
1: <laughs> no, totally. And like I think, was it something that you put on Instagram the other day? Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you, but something about um, in the like being in in really hard moments, all you can really conceive of is that it 's hard it 's a lot it 's hard it 's a lot, but you just give it a little bit of time, and when you look up you 'll see that actually the, the the greatest amount of growth is has taken place mm. you know like mm. you're, you've expanded in a way that mm. you can 't you can 't say with words you can 't articulate that stuff
0: mm. um, no this is I think that this is really a period of such e- in extraordinary expansion, and that 's why it feels so uncomfortable all the time. Um, But I think you kind of have to get used to that discomfort. And if you kind of align it to a broader global conversation around the fact that the world is rapidly changing, we're in discomfort all the time, right?
1: Um,
0: Individually, on a personal front, and certainly like politically on a more global front. And I think that we have to be a, a part of that generation that really starts to understand that we can sit in that discomfort and we can change things and great things can come from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But I want to tell you about the things that I'm excited about. They're not as important as yours. Sorry, well, De, but we're going to go. Okay. So Akani started school. Yes. Tell me. On Wednesday.
1: Oh my God.
0: Which is, which is two days ago for those who are listening two or three days ago. Anyway. So, um, he, he, he's been, it's, it's been rough. He, he's the most articulate child in so many ways. Um, he sat down with us. He came back from, from a camping trip this, this weekend that he went on this past weekend. And when he came back, he was in deep, deep, deep within his feelings. Oh. and he was so upset and so angry to be home. And I know for a fact that it wasn't because he didn't miss us, because we didn't go with, he went with his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, he he did miss us, because we had spoken on the phone several times, and he was saying, please, you need to come. I miss you so much. And he cried, telling me that he missed me. But then when he got home, it was just like the world had ended. And I was saying to Joey that I think it was because, it was coming back to this lockdown life of, you know, a very myopic existence and very repetitive and quite mundane. So he comes back and he completely breaks down into tears and cries and cries and cries. And then finally on Monday, he basically walks into the study where Joey and I are working and just says, you guys are not able to handle me because you're not listening to me. So, We're like, oh, okay, what are we not listening about? And he's saying, I've been telling you for a long time that I want to go back to school and you guys are not listening to me. A lot of my friends are back at school and I feel like I'm learning nothing. And then he proceeds to say, I haven't learned a thing in a hundred years. Oh, my goodness. So at that point, I just, Joe and I both just were like, fuck, you know. We've had this idea that we want to homeschool and we're going to keep him until next year. We will have a better sense around what homeschooling looks like and, and, and. And actually, we haven't been listening to this poor kid who actually is incredibly socially gregarious like, um, yeah. yeah, never has a problem like fitting into new spaces, transitions fairly, fairly well, like not to say that there's not, no hiccups, there may be one or two, but really, actually, we've been blessed in that regard. Yeah. And we've, we've kept him out of school, like beyond what was necessary. So we contacted his old school um, and asked them if he could come back. And they then asked, would he be around for next year, which just further um, confusing because I I don't know, I'm just really struggling to make a long-term commitment on anything. Um, but then decided actually if it works, then he'll just stay there for the next year as well. Um, so yeah, so we sent him to school, that was on Monday, and then by, by Wednesday he was going for his first day. And then we just decided to amp up everything really, which is the kind of family that we are. We talk, talk, talk ad nauseum, do nothing, talk, talk, talk ad nauseum. And then on a day decide to do all the things and make all the decisions. So we've enrolled him in um, swimming and in gymnastics and in soccer. And he's really just starting to like do all of those things. And it's been really beautiful to watch. And he's just excited. He wakes up at six o'clock in the morning, wanting us to go, go to school, get there, you know, like he's happy to be back and he's in his element and it's just been really, really good for the household. So that's the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then with regards to Amu, um, he's finally sleeping through the night again. We went through a really, really rough six that's to eight weeks.
1: Wonderful. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. been rough. Wonderful. Yeah. So six to eight weeks of just crazy, babes. Like he was going through a leap. And I think that the leap, I don't recall it being this significant with Akani, but I think it was because I was so tired all the time and also didn't know what to expect. So you don't have a reference point. Um, But this leap was significant for us because it was the leap where he was clearly exiting baby phase and moving into toddler phase. And it's been fascinating to watch. So like a sense of independence. His vocab has just exploded. He is very clear around who he is, what he wants. He's incredibly confident. Um, He's incredibly mobile. He's starting to run now, not just walk. Um, He he manages the stairs absolutely fine. And I think that in the leap, um, he was also teething and it was just crazy. So he just wasn't sleeping through the night for shit. And then it eventually culminated in me spending half my night with my real husband, i.e. Amok Elani, and in his bed... (laughs) And the first part of my husband with my, the first part of my night with my, uh, m- not my mistress, what is it, my, my sugar daddy or whatever the case is, my Joey, right? So start off my night there, and then end of my night in the bed with Amu, in in his room, incredibly uncomfortable, just not enjoying my life at all. So needless to say, this culminated in me getting sick, because we all know that sleep deprivation is the devil, specifically for me. <laughs> Um, and I got really ill with Amu and Akani. And I just, by that point, I think I just reached saturation points. And I was like, fuck it. We are sleep training again. And it literally took two nights, babes. I don't know why I didn't do Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. The, the reset was two nights and it's been the most incredible thing. He is better. He is even flourishing even more because he's getting a full fucking night's sleep. So that's been amazing. And his words are amazing. Like he says so many, so many things now and it's been, he talks so beautifully babes. And it's been so amazing to see the conversation. Cause now like you see the interaction with your kids um when when there's when when there's a baby and your toddler obviously but it's as you say like it's a weird interaction you can see that there's a relationship that's being formed that there's a lot of love that there's a lot of reciprocity they can they can communicate with each other beyond just having to use words but then when they start like talking back to their brother it's like a whole other ball game it's been so cool Girl, so that's like that's i'll that's just hear little conversations on the couch like Amu, what are you eating? And Amu will respond, Popcorn. And I'm like, oh my god, that was a whole conversation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah, you it's more than I so... the boxes, babe. Yeah, yours are, babes. Luckily, Amu is not. Akani is talking all the fucking time. It's exhausting. In the mornings I ask him to leave me alone so I can get ready with my head screwed on the right way because he talks all the time. All the time. Babe, I think it's so... a an- it's an age thing. It must be. Yeah, oh, it is exhausting. So, yo, yo, yo. It's like,
1: babe, sometimes we just like, we look up and we're like, wow, I, we don't know how we're going to make it from three o'clock to seven o'clock on a Saturday because
0: talking okay, nonstop. Bebs, it's crazy. And like literally asking questions. And if you're not paying attention, it's not talking at you. Yeah. They want to talk with you. Yes, you I need to respond. respond. And I'm like, "Wow, are we still here? We're still talking. This is unbelievable. So silence is something that is just so far flung for us in our household um but it's but it's but it is cool um and then the other two things just quickly that I'm super excited about is the ivy park drop.
1: <laughs> exciting saw that yes, oh my God.
0: I mean I probably won't be able to afford anything and let's be honest, Adidas um South Africa is pretty whack. They never bring out the full fucking thing.
1: Real, but
0: yes. are we not excited? And those looks are so cute.
1: Amazing. I literally cannot. Yeah, you yeah. there for that. Yes.
0: So very excited about that. And I'm gonna see if I can get one or two pieces. We're 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 living in hope here. Who knows? And then the other thing that I'm super excited about, babe, is that I'm finally going to be spending three nights away from my children soon. Beautiful. Next, that's soon, no? Two weeks. Not next week, but the week thereafter. And I am beyond excited. Praise fucking be, Babes, I'm going to lie out in a bikini. I'm going to just like chill. I'm going to take two books with me. Myself and my husband are going to have sweaty, hot, decadent, lengthy sex. Do you know what I mean?
1: I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I just always
0: of some past life stuff. (laughs) Soon come, babes. Soon come for you. Soon come. Soon come, babes. Yeah. But so that's, I'm really excited about that. And I just, I, yeah, I cannot wait. I've never spent this amount of time with my children day in, day out, night in, night out. So I am like three nights away. I'm like, oh my God, I'm already planning outfits cute little hats, I'm going to put some shit on the gram. Girl, I'm going to be living my best life. So those are the things that I'm excited about.
1: Nice, I'm so excited for your going away. I mean, we're also going away, but really, none of what you said will be in my experience. None of it. None of it. Um, yeah. babe, but that sounds so wonderful and so decadent, and you're just like, you are entering another phase, love, and I think what is so beautiful about doing these things with these kids and with with partners and like feeling a bit settled in self granted, you know, it's important to never feel completely settled. Like there's no room for growth or shifting Mm -hmm. or whatever ever expanding. Right. But just that to, to be able to look up and see that what you see around you, you like and you love, you know, I think that that's that's incredible. Like that is if if we, if, if every day is just, you can acknowledge that then honestly, I think, yay, go
0: you, you have a life. Babes, you know? absolutely, you know, because for the longest time, it's just felt like so much graft all the time. Oh, and I'm not absolutely. saying that it, and I'm not saying it won't continue to feel that way, but there is, I think that there's a settling around, we've certainly reached the point where if we don't have any more children, I think we'll be okay. Like, so there's no angst around the, the, the should we have another, should yeah. we have a first, right? Yeah. Um, but I also think that there's something about, we're both kind of, peaking over at 40. I'm 36 and, um or am I, 37 this year? Am I 36? No, I'm I'm 36. 30. Oh, Lord. I'm 36 this year and, and Joey's 38 and, like, I think we're both, like, looking at 40, like, yeah, this is, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. This has been a rough decade, like, buying the family home, expanding the family home, having the two kids, figuring out what's happening in your career. There's just so much shit that happens in your 30s. Yep. I was never ready I have no problem Yeah? I'm um, school What is it? Um, we still have um, a big trap there um, But A big what? A trap Ummm For bad guys uh-huh. But It's not quite working
1: Special glue? Yeah Hmm, I think we need to think about that some more, Tari
0: Yeah
1: Yeah? Okay. Something I've been kind of running in the back of my mind for most of this year has been the fact that my parents were 36 when they got divorced. But specifically, Girl. my mother. I've been thinking a lot about my mother as as 36, right? When she got mm. divorced, mm. and I remember thinking at the time, with the 13, was old, you were 13, eh? How old were you? Um. Must have been like twelve or thirteen, yeah, something like that. So she was twenty-seven. Well, they're the same age, so they were twenty-seven when I was born, um, and then four years later, my sister was born. Mm. Yeah. So just hectic, right?
0: Mm. Also, it's just that we do things a bit. Dif- we do things a bit later.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean
0: that's brush strokes. Not everyone does, but I certainly have from my mother. I was yes, um, ten years. I st- I started having kids ten years after she did, yeah. and it's significant. You can see the significance. And you're 100% right. Thinking about my mother at my age, she had a 16 year old. Like it's unfathomable for me. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: unfathomable, babe.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway, so no, Mm -hmm. sorry. Okay, so now I just wanted to talk about transitioning from one to 2D and what it's been like for you because it's been really interesting to watch like this early phase. And I was wanting to kind of ask you to remember last year, this time when it was me going through a similar phase and whether or not you felt like I went through similar because when I'm thinking about it and reflecting on it, I, I almost feel like, the transition from naught to one was more of a jolt for me than one to two. Mm.
1: Yeah, interesting. This past weekend, I was actually chatting with, um, well, Will's um, brother and his sister-in-law were around, and um, they have three children. and And I was saying, you know, I genuinely feel like the jump from one to two has been way more jarring for me than from from.
0: Not one,
1: zero to one, yeah. and um, interestingly, his brother and I'm only saying this because he's a man observed that he felt that for him as a man it was not one, but he his sense was that for his his wife it was way more destabilizing having two because suddenly there are two humans on you the whole time,
0: yeah, all the time, and
1: that is. And like I've now said a few times to you or you've, we've been in the same company where I've said it or I don't even know if we have because what company are we keeping but you know what I mean um, I <laughs> I remember going to this antenatal class when I was pregnant with Tao and uh, one of the doulas who, who she did the class that day and she was like you know it's, it's okay to feel completely touched out with them because it can feel so overwhelming and And, you know, I I actually, it stuck with me because then when he was born and the months went on and the months went on, I was like, I don't know what she was talking about. That's not been my experience at all. I had other feelings, but not that. Babe, from the jump with Zowie Rainbow, I think I felt like that. Not from her, but from having two on me.
0: No, sure, sure.
1: Yeah. So I have certainly found differently to what you've just said I've found it way more challenging the from one to two the jump from one to two, but also um, I feel like it's an unfair comparison because I, I I'm living a completely different kind of life.
0: Exactly. That's yeah 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 yeah. You know, so
1: that. so I'm not assessing it. I, it's not a fair assessment. You know.
0: Well, I suppose you can never compare apples with apples when we're talking about children and life, right? But I think I think you're right about. It being a different set of circumstances this time yeah. round than last time, but even in thinking about me saying that I found it more jarring naught to one than one to two because we had a different setup then even. Yes. Totally. So about. I was completely unsupported. Yeah. And that was really hard for me. Yes. And when I say unsupported, I don't mean my partner, but I don't actually think that, that I don't think that child rearing should have should be should fall on a couple. It, it really it really does need a community. Yes. And, and I th- didn't have any of that. And last I think that for you last time you had a empathetic, broader support system.
1: Absolutely, babe. I genuinely, genuinely did it. Um and I I, I just did, you know, I stayed with my mother, I my sister and her husband were very close by, as was my dad. So I had the support of my kind of immediate, um, like my the family I grew up with, um, and then I had you know Tracy when we moved uh, when Pa and I moved and he was he was still quite little when I think about it now he was only like eight or nine months old mm. you know but we had Tracy really close by Tracy and Sam we had like my my okay. parents would pop in at least twice a week at least. On weekends, I could like leave him there, or you know, like there's a whole host of 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 things that were just in place living there, versus this experience where I have a a, an incredibly present partner. But as you're saying, that shit shouldn't fall on a couple.
0: No, it shouldn't.
1: So I remember it can't, babe, it can't. So I remember she was born the Thursday. My mother came. Um, a week and two days thereafter, so she was like a week and a bit old Um, and I remember that for both Will and I the relief was palpable we were like mm. okay, someone is here almost like, you know, someone's here and they're going to, they're going to make some of this shit easier and mm. for, for the five weeks that she was here it was easier mm. you know, because like with Tao also, you know, same, which is very similar like we'd wake up I would then give him to my mom. And and similarly with Zawi Rainbow now in this time that she was And be here, able um, to sleep a bit. Yes, babe. Sleep a bit. Mm. Just, you know, I don't know. Have a, have a shower. A, have a meal, take a shower. Mm. Make a poo. You know, without mm. someone yelling or screaming or mm. and if she didn't take Zawi Rainbow, she would be with Taui. So that was the other thing that was really wonderful, was just that there was this Cushioning this inbuilt support. Mm-hmm. That um, honestly, I when she left, I, I cried, babe. And I don't usually cry when my mom leaves because I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's been wonderful to have a year. We'll see you soon. But I cried, mm.
0: babe. It's rough. It's so unbelievably rough. Yeah. And I think that I mean, for all the things that, yeah, for I think for the for the fact that. I had a very similar experience with Akani and felt very isolated and alone. I had a specific expectation that my mother would step up in specific ways. And when she didn't, I didn't feel comfortable enough with the offer that was helped by my mother-in-law. Because you are asking somebody to come into quite an intimate space, right? Yes. And a space where you don't have a dignity and you don't have a lot of control. Hey, so, a thing, yeah, yeah. So I I remember kind of not knowing what to do with the, the help that was offered, and there was help that was granted and given, yeah. but it was quite stilted, and I didn't know I didn't quite know how to articulate what it was that I needed and a whole range yes. of things. Yes. So with Amu, Joey and I were incredibly clear that like jo- Joey's mother was going to come for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> A significant amount of time and stay with us during um, for the first part for the first eight weeks, yes. and we had a live-in helper, which we were yes. pretty like certain on from the jump because we were just like we're not doing this again the way that we did it last time. So looking at my experiences, it's almost the 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 opposite because <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. I really felt so supported. I was able to sleep. My kid slept with my mother-in-law for the first eight weeks. He was brought to me to nurse. She then took him back and burped him like crazy amounts of support and, and help. So I totally hear you, love. Like that's, it's rough.
1: Babe, so rough. And like, I think, um, I, I think just like, just realizing, A, this is, it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, I, at the moment, because also, you know, there are these things that you, you're constantly learning on the fly. So with Tawi, I was doing a poster. Um, I was quite flexible I wasn't in like a full time post right um, mm-hmm. this time around I am doing I I, I am in a full time job and I yes I am very uh, privileged to be on maternity leave but sure. half of my job still remains which <laughs> nobody had said it would do you know what I mean but in a way sure. it's almost like I hadn't thought about it but it's almost like duh like <laughs> Like they're parts of this that like, what were you going to do? Hand over the students who you supervise to, who, you know, structurally, like that's, that's not how it works. And I know that. Mm. So it's, it's mm. it also just been really interesting for me to, to see myself as a, as a work person and what that means. And then um again, you know, very privileged to to still be getting like other little gigs, I guess, on the side and things that I can do with relative ease. But I'm also full time. I'm full time on on baby.
0: Um and that is it, it's very strange to me. Mm. mm. It is strange, babe. But it's it's hugely exhausting. I think also something else to note is really just how tired you are because yeah. I think okay. it's a tired that you didn't experience the first time round because it's what you're saying, like there's no reprieve. Yeah. No,
1: no reprieve. No reprieve. And I think I think just being aware, like no reprieve for you, but also now with two, it's as you were saying to me most of last year after Amus' birth, it's it's not because it's a baby, it's not one-to-one, because their needs are so like so on you, right? You're actually like two to two adults to a child at the moment.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The ratio isn't one-to-one until they're older.
1: The ratio isn't one-to-one yet. And so, um, so my, my partner is essentially, especially in the very, very early days, it was very much, he's with Tawi. He was, you know, we made a decision to send Tawi back to school, um, about three weeks before she was born. Um, and it's been Which wonderful. was a great
0: decision. Yeah. I think
1: so, babe. I think, I, I think that was just, it was, it was, it was the right, absolutely the right thing for him. Um, but what it has meant is that that's been his, his gig is the toddler. And for the very, very early days, all I could do was her and somehow gather the strength to just make it through every single day.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. You know, and I'm, I think if you do have yeah. if you do have two parents in a household, that tends to happen though because nah, okay. you're not able to to um, splinter yourself any further. Breastfeeding on demand nah. is a full time fucking job. Yeah. You can barely jump in the shower. Yeah. So I know that for us as well, it was very similar. That yeah. Akani was Joey's business and yep. Amu was mine.
1: Yep. And yeah, just what it is,
0: but it's so funny what you're saying about the ratio as well. Because every time Auntie Tunu would go home mm. for the weekend, I would be in a complete and utter state because I'd be like, the ratio is the, the balance is off, the balance is off, you know. Because <laughs> it literally okay. takes me and Auntie Tunu to like do amu, and Akani kind of gets a fraction of Auntie Tunu, a fraction of me, and Joey, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly
0: stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <gasps> <gasps> mm? Water. Uh-huh. Say water. Uh-huh. Opened it. Uh-huh. Say water. Water. <laughs> okay, it. <laughs>
1: Say,
0: what the Jeez. Hmm? Jeez. juice mm. or this? Mm. Here's this. Mm. I read somewhere that, um, not, not somewhere, I'll actually quote it. I read it from um, this weird blog. Actually, I'm so sorry, it's not a weird blog. I read it from this this blog that I I came across called the every every com blog. And they said that self-care is twice as difficult, but twice as important. And I was like, that is on the money Mm -hmm. with the transition from one to two. But it's, and I don't know. Are you able to do any, have you been able to do any things of self-care?
1: Well, this is what's interesting, right. And certainly in the context in which we live, like, um, self-care is you know self-care can range from i've taken a bit of time to do my nails today to i'm able to journal and do this and do this and do this so i think it's just about like what do you perceive of as self-care right and i think again um we're quite privileged because we we're comfortable right we're we're okay And, and thankfully so um in 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 a context where a lot of people have lost work and so forth and so forth. Sure, Um, sure. So, like, so self-care for me in this time, I, one of the things that I really struggle with as a person, and you know this about me, I'm quite neurotic. So one of the things that I struggle with is to, is to actually relax, to like let go a little bit of things. And to not, mm. um, and to like allow things to be what they are. I and mean, then in that moment to enjoy it for, for me, if, if that makes any sense. And sure. so, so because I, I'm quite an efficient person, yeah. which you also know, I can do, I can do things um, with relative ease and, and, and quickness. I can do things with a quickness. And so there, there are some things that don't, how can I say sounds weird to say don't feel hard for me like um like yes it is hard to take a shower and it's lit and obviously there have been a few days where I haven't pooed the whole day and also haven't showered it's like smell and it's gross and you know but overwhelmingly that's not been my experience thankfully sure sure um, sure but what the things that I would enjoy doing or even things that I was able to do in the pregnancy are like um Well, not so much this pregnancy because of lockdown, but like get a massage, enjoy some quiet, you know, and journal. And then so be able to like take time in a way that feels generous to yourself. Sure. And I just don't feel like that is something one can do with with a toddler. Um, And I don't feel like it's something that is really something I can do at this stage of my life. In this, in this very transitory moment that I am in, that we are in, in our household. Mm, um, mm. So, you know, I, I guess, yes, to some degree, because yes, I have been able to get a pedi and it's been delicious and, and, and um, again, it's been uh, a decadent thing to do because um, you know, Nikki has come to me and then she's gone to you or, or whatever and she's been able to do that, which, to enter our home, so we're able to still make use of Um, or or still be able to tap into services that we would have before lockdown because we've made connections with people. But um, I think my ideal version of, of just spending time with self or spending time in a way where my time is not um, fragmented in the way that it is when you have small children, that is something that I know I'm only going to see in four to five years time.
0: If, I don't have enough pain. Do you think the four to five years, because I think that the, the nature of self-care changes naturally to suit where you're at in your life. Right. So I think that it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I think, um, I think that level of generosity maybe isn't as stretched as we would like it to be generosity towards self, Mm. but Mm. like you you will be able to journal again. You will be able to do yoga again. You will yes. be able to take an hour and a half out, go out of your house or whatever the case is when breastfeeding allows. Do you know what I mean? So I think that like four to five years maybe is a little like, don't you think that that's too far off of a, off on the horizon? Um. You know what? I don't because I, was it
1: last year? when i traveled god i can't remember because this year has been such a disaster but anyway um when i traveled to norway um for that talk that um um uh, it was at the end of a year and i think it might have been last year but i might be i don't know it might have been the year before um but I sorry, I'm still trying to figure out which year it was, but Tao was old enough, he was speaking, he was pretty clear about what his needs were um and it was still not that easy for me somehow to be away from him, so far away so i'm I guess I'm also thinking about like how does one take stretches of time for self and I think stretches of time will only come not only when you can leave and feel comfortable, which I think will differ from from person to person, but I think also comes when you feel your children are somehow at another level. And I think the another level happens kind of where Tawi and Akani are now, um, which is, you know, you've been saying Akani is no longer a toddler. He is a boy. And when I look at him and I look at Tawi and I look at their faces, you know, we've said it to each other. They don't look like toddlers anymore. They're boys. sure, They're little boys um and 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 for me now I feel I feel it would be kind of a different ball game um leaving him or 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 taking the kind of um more languid version of self care maybe that I'm speaking about, but that, I, I also get that that's not quite what you're asking me, do you know what I mean like mm. I, I do get it, I do get it um mm. yeah, and I think mm. also um support eh? again this thing of support so with Tao I would leave and like I'd go out for a meal or whatever because much earlier because I could because I was like oh he's
0: with my sure. mother sure and now what and what does that now look like for you and Will exactly Virtually <laughs> <and possible. laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah that's really interesting. Mm. Um, and then stuff around. I wanted to ask you. For me, my another experience that I kind of think is so glaring around this shift from one to two kids is that your priority rung becomes even clearer, and that has a whole set of ramifications. Um, for me, it it most most obviously maybe um, or most memorably or most notably um, meant. Um, the loss of one of my friendships which was interesting mm. um and when yeah I it was just basically that I reached a point where I was just like I I actually don't have the capacity for this um and for a whole range of different reasons obviously there's this there's, there's a lot of personal stuff there but like just the relationship then kind of went into it into a demise and Interestingly, again, like my sister, as another example, who has got a lot of her own personal issues, I then was very clear around ring fencing, even more so when there was a second, because I was just like, I don't, again, I don't have the capacity for the shit. Yeah. And I don't know if that's been your experience um, 11, almost 12 weeks in, yeah. where you're just a lot clearer around, I have limited amount of time, and this is how I'm going to spend it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, and, and I mean, dare I say that because of the space that we're in, it's made me um, so much more appreciative of this very notion of, of being married to someone, right? Like sure. that you you can't foresee the shit that will come your way. And there will be shit, right? Because that's the nature of relating. And I also think it's, it's, it's the nature of of monogamy. It's so complex, right? Like, I mean... Yeah. I, anyway, I think or just should...
0: relationshiping because polyamory totally. or whatever is is similar, but like with its own things. But relationshiping is is complex. Yeah,
1: totally. Um, but in a way, it's made me so much more grateful for that because I think mm-hmm. I think for the first time I can see how um, walking a path with someone and like mm-hmm. actively seeing how you how you build how you grow. And seeing, seeing the children do the same. I think there's something quite special about that. Um, and I think it also makes you realize even more how important it is to ring fence your time and your capacity sure. because there's sure. not very much. And, um, you know, uh, dare I say, which I feel we've said many times in throughout the episodes, you know, men – There's so much that goes unseen, right? So, so there are days that go by where, you know, it might look like you're just sitting there, titties out, milk leaking from it, (laughs) baby drinking, baby sleeping. You don't Mm. sleep, you don't sleep. You know, you know, the the, the kind of humdrum of that, of that loop that you're in for a few months. And it might look like you're doing nothing, but with the second, and you called it, you swing back to your own mind so much faster. Granted, you're still a bit like, hazy here and there, I mean, sure, you know, I'm still sure. sort of like, you know, cha and like mm. not on time and not, you know, not quite together, but there they are active thoughts in my head, I think way more than I had at this stage with my first. Absolutely. And, um, and dare I say, one ring fences that time and capacity for yourself is, um, because you, you also you also have a greater sense of where you're going and what you want to do
0: with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So it's not only about – And an time. urgency. And like urgency. I don't have time to be sitting – like being be, be sitting in the space and just sitting in the space for, for, for sitting in the space sake. Absolutely. I gotta keep moving. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, babe.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, dare I say, like, you gotta keep moving because you might also lose your mind. So you
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But,
1: um, but I think there is definitely something to be said about seeing oneself faster, second time around.
0: That's beautiful, right? Yeah. That was something that completely took me by surprise and took my you breath away. Said it,
1: babe. You said it, and you said it to me many times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like the swing back to self was just so, inc- it was remarkable for me. Yeah. And it was a swing back with like more velocity in a way. So like you're you're landing back into yourself running and you're just like, actually all the things that I knew, I know that I want to do are the things that I'm going to get on doing. I'm not, like, I think for me, the, having the second baby, a lot of self-doubt was was eliminated in other spaces, in other um, parts of my life. Like, for example, with the writing, I was just like, yeah. fuck it. I can't keep living in the space where I'm like, oh, no one wants to hear my yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, what does this really mean? Huh? It's just like, no, fuck it. I, like, I need to get on doing those things. And it became really important, you know? So very interesting. And okay. also
1: when you do, right? So I think so interesting. When you just do. You and I. Mm-hmm spoke about doing various things over a period of years. And I find it really remarkable that, um, that we have done many of the things that we lamented in our earlier 30s. We've done
0: somehow in the last two to three years. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Mm. And it kind of feels like it accelerates, right? So the more that you do in the world, the more that, more opportunities, obviously, that open up for you to do. Yeah, the other, the only last thing that I, I made a note of that I kind of just also wanted to talk about as a point um, for other people who are considering the transition or who who maybe are, are in the transition themselves of, of one to two kids is, I remember an acute sense of um, seasonality and knowing that this was a phase and knowing that the phase would end, yes. which I didn't feel with Akani. So I, I remember with Akani being in that dark room Lulling him to sleep and being like, this is going to be me for the rest of my life. I'm going to be holding an 18-year-old boy and lulling him to sleep. This is it. This is what my life looks like. And like feeling very existential about the whole thing because every moment felt like it would be a moment forever. Yeah. And with Amu, I was like very much less anxious. This is just what it is. This passes really quickly. And I loved that. I loved that. Mm. Just that acute awareness of seasonality.
1: And it does pass very quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: it, it really, really does.
0: So yeah, So... And then,
1: wait, actually, in line with what you just said, I thought um, of something that I wanted to ask you, which might also be interesting for listeners. You knew you wanted a second, but you also owned an ad for a while. Can you speak a little bit about what that was and why?
0: Um... So okay so I think I, I we actually went from from having Akani and then saying no more that we were done. And it was because it was such a traumatic experience um for our relationship that expansion into a family was really hard for for Joey and I as a couple mm-hmm. and really hard for us individually. So um so so that was really tough. And then finally, um, I'm trying to remember what was the cat. I think it was even Ellie Joe, like this this little baby that came around, mm-hmm. where I was kind of like back and forth about it. And I, I was like, I, I, I've never seen myself as a mom to one. I've always seen myself as a mom to two. And then weirdly enough, like because I'm – I'm super um, sentimental and I literally keep every fucking thing mm-hmm. came across the school project that I did when I was 12 mm-hmm. and the school project was to um, make a book about your life. Okay. <laughs> and then the last couple of pages are about where, how do you see your life kind of in the future? Oh. And I wrote about myself as a mother to two kids oh. and yeah, weird. Right. And then I was like, Oh my God, like this has been like a long-standing thing for me. I do want another. And then there was a lot of hesitation and reluctance from Joey and he wasn't interested. So he was just like, there's no ways we're done. I'm not going back there. Pregnancy was traumatic for us as a couple. It was really difficult for you. Let's just not do it. We're happy. We're fine with the, with just us three. And then, um, I don't even know what changed Joey's mind. I actually think what probably changed Joey's mind was me saying, I think that it would be good for Akani to have a sibling. And I think that acknowledgement that Akani needed a sibling was enough to kind of –
1: Yes, I remember that, yeah. that you guys had seen very good friends of yours where you are friends with um, brother and sister and their parents are really old. You remember that? Oh,
0: my God. Yes. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You're, you're like my memory, babe. This is what besties do for each other. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> um. So. So, yeah, so we went out with um, these really good family friends of ours and we were sitting, we were we're very good friends with the brother and the sister, but there's also an older sister who we're also good Mm. friends with. And we were sitting with them at um, uh, the table and they were talking about their parents and their parents are aging and the problems that they were having with their aged parents. Mm. And they were like, basically brainstorming amongst the three of them as to how to kind of facilitate uh, the the processes to make it easier. And I remember saying to Joey that because I'm a single child to all intents and purposes, I'm not, I've got a brother who's 20, no, 19 years um, younger than me and a sister who's 21 years younger than me on my dad's side and my brothers on my mom's side. But because I'm essentially a single child, I'm having to deal with like the dysfunctionalities of my parents alone yeah. and i'm like yeah. what the fuck must i do with this like whether it be um i don't know whatever that may look like right so mm-hmm. i have no one to soundboard shit off of i have no one to commiserate i have no one to hold my hand i have no one to like do any of that stuff with and i just said to joey actually like i think that this is important i want like I need to have a sibling so that when we're old and we're giving him shit whatever that shit looks like i don't know spending our money completely riskily by buying like a a coupé to travel down, I don't know, to fucking (laughs) wherever with, right? That I want Akani to be able to pick up the phone and say, Amu, your mom is fucking bananas and be able to be held in that space. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was really important. And like, I do not regret this decision for a minute He, like their relationship, watching the relationship, as you said, develop has been such an incredible thing for me. Seeing Akani become more and more independent because he's had to, there's been a lot more idle room for him to have to Mm -hmm. figure himself out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there's no space for dad and mom to be one-on-one engaging you all the time Mm -hmm. has been good for him. It's pushed him out of his comfort zone too. So Mm -hmm. like I, yeah, babe, like the move from one to two took a lot of angsty, conversations. And can I say, and I cannot say it enough, I'm so deeply, deeply, deeply grateful to be out of that phase. Yes. Yes, you've said that. Pep. You yep. have said that. and, and I- The conversation of whether we should have a child. Your mm-hmm. angst. The conversation about, and it's not one conversation, unfortunately, but the conversations that then ensue, whether we should have a second angst. I'm just like, yes, sis, thanks so much. Kishap, I'm done. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I hear that I mean, um,
1: a, a good friend was saying just yesterday that one of her, like her very good friends from university, she was like, Oh, my God, she's pregnant with a third. And I was like, yo, yup, we are old ass people because old ass bitches. Yeah, babe, we are entering that phase where people are gonna either push out a third or round it up and you're gonna see. Like, some there'll be something completely different to see within four years' time by the time we all hit 40, and then there might still be one or two who are going to have a fourth babe, like a lot, lamaki people in their early 40s, because that's a thing. I know, I know, it's interesting to me. I think, um, you know, I've also always imagined myself, um, as a mom to more than one. Um, I've had this thing about three for a long time, but I don't know i think I think it's hard, I think it's tough because we wanna make considered decisions about everything, and I don't know whether you can be
0: that pedantic with three kids, you know mm-hmm. so then, what do you mean I, what do you mean about what do you mean that you can be that pedantic
1: i think so for example, as I think a lot of parents do did. Um, You know, once children start going to school, there's an assumption that the siblings will go to the same school. That was certainly the case for me growing up. Um, But then, you know, some family friends who had younger children, um, I observed that they, you know, they kind of felt out who their children were and sent them to different schools because that's what was needed. And I think that if you're going to be that pedantic about everything to have a third Becomes quite a thing, I think, because one already expends so much energy on thinking all of that, thinking about all of that for a second.
0: And in the midst of having also conversations about yourself and about you guys as a couple, absolutely, because those conversations don't fall away just because I've become a mother. Doesn't mean I don't think about what like the next project is that I'm working on or the next iteration of the kinds of person, the kind of person I want to become. So, like, it's you're 100% right, babe. And I think that we are that generation. I know that your mom and my mother roll their eyes at us endlessly because they're just like, you guys fucking lament everything you talk about everything you lament everything not everything is a wound that you need to like unpack and think about you know so that level of being pedantic is like quite specific to our generation that yeah. like i e the millennials um and and you're right i i can't imagine doing it for for a second i'm babe i'm in the process now of organizing a weekly schedule and it's just got predominantly Akani's stuff on it because Akani is the person who's out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Amu now is going to play group once a, a, a week on, for like a, an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To put that into the fucking schedule, babes, to then think about who is picking up, dropping, yeah. getting the, the person to do the pickup or the drop off, organizing that. Partic- it's like, So then you're hundred percent right to do that for two kids that are out in the world is like, Mm. and then you have to do it for a third. Mm -hmm. And there's no cute schedules for that shit. I'm looking for templates online and I'm just like, all I see is two, two kid ones. So (laughs) what are you going to do Buy two of them and then have what? Yeah. It's just all too much actually. It's a lot. And I think, um, what's been really
1: interesting, which we haven't really been able to touch on, but for Will, even though he is very much, um, a father to Tao as well. Tao has a biological father who doesn't live in Johannesburg. And, um, and so this has really been Will's first experience of small baby, small baby, new baby, new baby. And I think um, it's been interesting also watching him because in addition to how I feel about having a second, there's someone who I am parenting with who, in many ways, this part is a first, right? Sure. Um, because he came into our life and Tower had already turned one, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, and so having a conversation with him around, you know, do we have another, it's been interesting because the thing that he has said at least three times is, sure, my love, if you want another, you can have another, as long as I can make more money. And so, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> What that means for us, you know, because i I think it's exactly what you're saying. The logistics around more children, whether it is one or two, um, and that seems
0: barely manageable, you know. But now, so what does that mean? Because when I hear that, what that brings up for me is a sense of you also will then need to provide him the room to be able to do that. And that means the physical room around, kind of negotiating and navigating the kids in order for him to make more money to make it possible. Is that not is that an incorrect interpretation? Um, say that again. Sorry. So, so when I hear that, I'm saying I'm hearing that he's basically saying, "Sure, love. If that's what you want, then that's fine." but you need to then provide me the room to be able to do that, to go out and make more money. Okay. So that I can then come back and provide, i.e. for the, for this expanding family that you so desire.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means because our situation is, is complicated. I think, um, and I, and again, like, I think there's a whole other set of stuff here. Sure. All right? Like, if you're both ambitious, and what does that mean? Who? Because I still, I maintain that it doesn't matter how ambitious women are, um, chances are you're still doing most of the reproductive labor in the household until the kids are at least, they must be much older, I think, before dad's can take over a significant amount of that. If dad is that way inclined or wants. agreed, that is how it's been set up. But I literally sit on my phone and people might think I'm like sending you kisses and hugs, but I'm not. I'm literally managing our
0: lives via my phone. A hundred percent. Sending off emails, sorting out schedules, sending messages to the various people, buying groceries Mm -hmm. online. A hundred percent.
1: Absolutely. You know, so um so for me, I'm always curious about like what does that mean? Because unless you're saying to me, I'm I'm gonna I, I'm cool to provide as in you like maybe you don't have to work, or what is it you want to do? As in we don't need your income to be cool. Unless that's what you're saying, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. now say now. Okay, now. I not need help. Why not, though? Because um, they're so healthy and look can big it is. Whoa.
0: And are those muscles? Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. But this is the, what I find so interesting. And I'm, oh, my God, maybe this is a topic for a whole other day because I can literally, we could talk about this forever. But it's... <laughs> Is, is that, that, that's 110% true. And I, for the longest time have been in the, in a very similar position around, what are you saying to me? You must be talking to me in material ways. You best to come correct. So if you're saying that you, you got this, you got everything and I don't need to, then sure, we can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying what, like, what are you saying? Th- then if you're not saying, if if that's not what you're saying, then you're not saying anything at all, basically was my position. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, I think that for me, certainly this year, I have developed a more nuanced approach to that. And that's been interesting for me because just going for therapy with Joey earlier on in the year pre-lockdown mm-hmm. and having some really intensive therapy, um, therapeutic conversations with this incredible woman Made me realize exactly what you 're saying, babe, like people have emotional needs, and those emotional needs look like specific things, and they emanate mm-hmm. from specific places i e sometimes childhood wounds sometimes from a previous previous relationship, whatever it may be but that th- that makes them valid and If this person is saying to you that that there's a need for him to provide mm-hmm. in ways it 's never going to be the way in which you imagine, and it 's always going to be porous, and there 's never going to be a contractual agreement around then you have X, Y, and Z until you guys sit down and maybe do some of that. So now Jerry and I are in a place where I'm a lot more comfortable to use his credit card without necessarily having a full on conversation with him. And I see that there's no real pushback. Do you know what I mean? So like it's become more clear in a way, but in a way it's also not the clarity that I had initially imagined.
1: imagined. Yeah. I hear that. Babe, I think these things are so tricky, and I completely hear you. And dare I say, uh, in a kind of um, not my best feminist uh, uh, discourse, but I think that when it comes to having children, and and we've spoken about this before, the 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 the, the, the focus is so different for men from you know versus women, and I think that in in men's kind of focused desire, whatever you want to call it, um, on providing, right? I think it shows up the need to provide in ways that it might never have shown up before Mm -hmm. or as strongly or as kind of um, like, or as even as a big deal, you know? So I totally hear what you're saying when you say, yes, it's different now and it's, it's, I feel more comfortable, but it's also not quite what I Had anticipated or imagined, or you know, because I think it is such a weird conversation, and I think it shifts significantly as the household expands.
0: Mm. It really does, and it shifts so many times, right? So it's a perpetual conversation, and I think that that's also something that that no one prepares you for. You're under the assumption that you're in a couple and you have a series of like important conversations, but really, it's the daily, everyday conversations that. shift the dial or do not shift the dial that make the life that you are either making or that you're kind of stumbling through or you know what I mean? Through unintended consequences. So it's just super interesting for me, the amount of, of labor that goes into building a life. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. But maybe on that note, we should end considering that we literally have gone way over time. Um, but also just to say, uh, uh, and, and maybe we can just quickly wrap this up, um, we were very fortunate enough to be invited to the Lesser Violence Reading Group, D. Um, and we had a had a conversation with them um, on their platform and put together these two really cool playlists um, that I'm wondering if we should kind of like think about making available through maybe the hi- a highlight reel on the Instagram um oh, for, that's for our audience yeah. yeah um but like was really dope because we 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 sat and we thought through these playlists i think you did your sh- just before you were pregnant uh, just before you gave birth and then kind of revisited it maybe just after i can't recall that it was like that time um and then came back and we had the session um two or three days ago and it was just such a, it was a cool session where like we got to basically speak and um, think through some of the questions that we've been thinking about with regards to mothering. Um, and I just wanted to say... To those who were there, that we really appreciated their particip- participation because some of them were MWA listeners, mm-hmm. um, and it was just yeah. yeah, it was it was such a cool other thing to kind of come out of this this platform, this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it was really cool to to do that with you as well.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, I think also for you and I to um, have experienced. MWA as a, as a collective project that we work on in another capacity. That was really fun. Um, and I think like, I think I feel happy to speak for both of us when I say we actually look forward to doing more things that are different. Right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. And and thank you so much to, um, to listeners who have come back and said, you know, I was there and I really enjoyed it. And, it's actually been really nice um to hear from people,
0: yeah, and obviously also um thank you to to Viad as well for hosting awesome. us. Um Absolutely. yeah, it was it was just so cool. Like we really had such a such a great time. Unfortunately, there was no recording because I know that people have been asking. Um yes. they really do try and create a, a safe space um for vulnerability. Uh so, so there wasn't there wasn't the space uh to to record it. But VIAD is the visual identities and art and design um research center that's attached to UJ. And just thanks to them, it was just really, really dope. Okay, but I think that that's it from me, babes. I just feel increasingly Yay. hot. And I'm going to go and put on some shorts and go and sit on my couch.
1: Oh, my goodness. It is so hot. It is unbelievably hot. Okay, go forth.
0: I will chat with you soon. Thank you, K. And I love you so much, see. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, babe. I'm proud
1: of both of us. Like, we just keep we keep doing the things. And I think that being able to bear witness to showing up, to – a bestie showing up in whichever ways and just being so gentle, you know, I think is in some ways rewriting a lot of the narrative for women, you know, who have children, that it doesn't all have to be this like hugely violent thing that you can actually find um, very gentle and very um, consciously uplifting spaces in people and in other women who care about you very deeply.
0: So that's Absolutely. Really nice. And then thinking about soft landings, like I cannot yeah, tell you enough that you've been such a soft landing for me ever since I met you, before children, through kids, and very grateful for you.
1: Thanks, my love. And the same back and forth, I'm a very funny landing for you, Kathleen. Eh? Hey,
0: I know, you really are.
1: You. <laughs> <laughs> Just for all the listeners, my husband thinks that my jokes aren't funny. So whenever I make a joke, he's like, you see again, not funny. But there you are laughing by yourself, and I'm like, oh, man, Kathleen thinks I'm funny. I don't. I don't
0: Babs, think you are hilarious. You are one of the most funny people that I know. And if he doesn't appreciate it, don't worry, girl. I got you. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, but thanks for joining us for another episode. We look forward to the next episode, which is going to be amazing. I'm so excited, but I'm not going to tell you nothing.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is going to be amazing! Yay! Now that you've said that, adulted, who we're speaking
0: to, and yes, it is going to be wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, but have a good one. Have a good time, guys. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude Otherwise known as MWA Ma, Mama, 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 mama Attitude The That's same way I immerse myself in my career Yeah. You've now immersed yourself now immerse immerse myself motherhood.
1: Myself in motherhood Mamas is a bounce Mama is a bounce it's mama's the <laughs>
0: Weird, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes
0: and forms. Mama, mama, mama. <laughs> no, actually, seriously. On a serious note, it's, it's been really dope. Thank you. Okay, bye. Mama, 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 mama. you weird.